Hi, everyone. Welcome to episode 33 of the NFL's Dead Podcast. Today is going to be the top 10 rankings for the following positions. Quarterbacks, running backs, wide receivers, and tight ends. Start with a couple of side notes, shall we? This won't include rookies because they haven't played yet, so we really, we really can't say how they're going to be. Biased or not, I don't care. This is rankings, not advice starting. So, yeah. If you don't like it, don't listen. Message, you know whom. First, a couple of side notes. AB finally got suspended. He did. Eight games. Thoughts? Your thoughts? Eight, so he's uh, he got suspended for eight games. I'm Terry Samaras, by the way. Um, but he got suspended for eight games. Uh, he he's currently without a home uh, on an NFL team right now, so um, he's gonna have to. We're gonna have to wait and see where he ends up. But obviously, this guy is not draftable. Uh, he'll be a waiver guy, uh, maybe when his suspension's up, or maybe when he signs with a team. You know, I've been doing a lot of mock drafts on ESPN. Time to time, Brown has been taking like the last like ten picks. I think that's fair. You know, if you're gonna take a, if you're gonna take him, you know, go with a go go in the fifteenth round or the fourteenth round. I don't think there's anything wrong with it. I'm an idiot who drafted him last year and pretty much held on to him for the entire season <laughs> thinking that he was going to come back. So um, I get it. Totally. You're talking, you're talking to the right guy. You actually drafted him last year. Second round. Smooth moves, bro. Well, I mean, he was with Oakland at the time. And the biggest controversy, he wasn't like under federal... He wasn't under domestic abuse or uh, anything yet. It was more uh, he was having helmet issues and he had his feet frozen uh, with the uh, whatever the the Cairo cryotherapy. Yeah, cryotherapy or whatever. So you know he wasn't a bad guy when I drafted him, but he was a bad guy when I held on to him for the next twelve weeks. You'd expect cryotherapy in Oakland, not Paris of all places. I know how twisted is that, and how twisted is it that he's an idiot and didn't wear shoes to go in there. So, um, but yeah, I could totally. I I think it's justifiable if you can hold on to him. Um, you know, you can't put him on the IR if you have IR spots. You can't use it. So. Um, it's going to be, uh, it's going to be interesting. And I think Antonio Brown, you know, for as bad as a person he is, he is mega talented on the football field. Um, you know, but he is approaching thir- his thirties wide receivers tend to drop off around that age. So who knows what this guy has in his tank? Your name is Jerry Rice or Charles Owens. Not at all. Not at all at all. And, you know, real quick before we get into it, we're both big fantasy football junkies. Uh, you know, we come up with our own rankings for the most part. And uh, we uh, we just wanted to do an episode that kind of uh, shows what we're all about. And, uh, you know, I have my drafts coming up tomorrow. Today's Thursday, the 20th. I have my draft tomorrow. Tomorrow's the 20th. Tomorrow's the 20th. Yeah. So we figured we'd do it early, A, because there's no preseason football, so less chance of an injury. Even though I've been hearing, like, minor injuries happening in camp all over the place. Um, But... You know, I think it's fine that we're doing it early. Uh, but, you know, we have a few things in place, a few uh, fallback plans in place in case our in, ca- in case the the season goes off the rails with COVID or whatever. So, uh, you know, we pretty much came to an agreement that the fee to join is still the same, $150. But if the season gets canceled or even, no, if a, if a game gets canceled or a single game moves off of, say, <laughs> say there's a game week four, and it gets moved to week five, the game is the, the money is all going back to the managers, and then we're just going to play out the season for fun. Um, so I don't know. I don't know what else we can do. It's kind of a shit show this year, and I'd be surprised if we make it through the entire season without a hitch. But, um, yeah, we added IR spots to our to our leagues this year. 
because if somebody did get COVID, like a, a good like Saquon Barkley, for instance, or something, you can at least keep him on your team um, without having to give up a roster spot. But I think it's an, a COVID only IR, so you can't just put any injured guy in there. So uh, it, you know, just some minor changes to make the league a little bit more fun and possible and flexible, if you will. But uh, yeah, uh, we're all very excited, and I'm excited to be drafting tomorrow. I, it's my one of my favorite uh, things to do. And now another side note, Darius Geis. Oh, yeah. Darius yeah. Yikes, if yeah. you know what I mean. <laughs> so he got uh, arrested for domestic abuse, correct? And something t- in yesterday, Adam Schefter. two girls reported yep. that he cosbied them at LSU. Yes, yeah. So very gruesome stuff. Uh, stuff like this, I mean, a lot of players aren't able to come back from um, I don't again with Antonio Brown. Nobody knows if a team's actually going to pick him up after this. But with Geis, I think it's fair to say uh, his career is sl- closer and closer to being over. As unfortunate as that is, I mean, obviously I don't like to jump on the guy yet I, until you know he could be proven guilty. But it, usually he could be proven non guilty. I mean, or whatever. But you know, usually something like this comes out. It's 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 uh, hard to escape it for the rest of your career. So, uh, you know, I've been drafting Darius guys the last two years. So if anything, this is good for me because I won't have that urge to draft him this year. You never should have. Nope. Not bad you guy. Bad guy, that guy. So we'll see what so happens with that. Let's start with some honorable mentions for the QBs that didn't make the top 10, but we'll give them a shout out regardless. Okay. Cam Newton. Yeah, you can't have him in the top 10. Good to have you here, but still. Ryan Tannehill, I just I need to see more out of him before I can add him. For sure. Carson Wentz, you suck. Moving on. I don't hate him. He's close to my top ten. He's actually really close. Aaron Rodgers, I think he's he wasn't the catalyst behind the team's run last year. Give that to the running game of the defense, if you know what I mean. Right. Actually, I have Carson Wentz as my tenth quarterback. So, the, so there's that. <laughs> Kirk Cousins, you suck. Moving on. Yeah, and he he just lost one of his big weapons in Stefan Diggs. Go salute yourselves, Minnesota. He didn't want to be with you. I'm not, I was just happy they beat the Saints, to be honest, but that's just me. Yeah, of course, because you like to trash the Saints for everything. That's right. Viewers, if you need a running gag that isn't Knives Out, trashing the Saints for no reason. I don't know. <laughs> um, and Jimmy Garoppolo. Yeah, you got to do more. He, but, and, and you're losing your receivers, so not even wish... Warwick. Not even not top ten. He's barely cracking the top twenty this year for uh, wide for quarterback Jimmy Garoppolo. His stock, that quarterback performance in the Super Bowl, dropped his stock so hard last year or for this year. It's unbelievable. He was one. I mean, he was one dropped or one bad. Uh, offensive pass interference uh call because he hit like george kittle for like a 50 yard touchdown before the half uh no 50 yard catch i don't know if it was terry, a touchdown terry i'd rather not yell today so no mentioning the scripted bitch the scripted super bowl you know i've, I've mental issues right now this is true all right well let's get into the top 10 of quarterbacks and just a reminder people this is going to be very inaccurate and biased so if you don't like it I don't care. All right, Moving let's start on. at number 10 and go with your number 10 quarterback. Or, Kyler uh, Say that again? Kyler Murray, number 10. Stop it. Come on. 
what? He's good. He's got weapons. He's young. He's going to have a good season. Well, not a great year per se last year in scripted. 3,722 yards, 20 touchdowns, 12 interceptions. I'd still say it's a good rookie year. I mean, look at how Josh Rosen was the year before. Remember what I said, 5-10-1 for Kyler Murray. With what they've had to put up with the last couple of years, I'd say that's pretty good. Considering the team didn't really have a lot of talent, all you have is an aging Larry Fitzgerald, an, eight, an inconsistent Christian Kirk, who only had one game with at least one touchdown, by the way. Three touchdowns in one game. No others the rest of the season. Right. And who's the other guy that they they have? Kyler Murray also had 540 foot rushing yards, and now he has DeAndre Hopkins. There you go. How did he do that? How? Uh, you know, good management over there in Arizona. Uh, they, they, they saw a, a disgruntled guy who apparently uh, Bill O'Brien wasn't willing to pay, and they, uh, they stepped in. You know, and... you know what I've noticed? Arizona was picking in the top 10. If Houston was going to give up a below-market average, then Arizona wasn't giving up a first-round pick. Right. So if Houston got a better return, he would have been somewhere in the – someone picking in the 20s would have probably landed him. Like True. Philadelphia, you know what I mean. Well, I got Kyler Murray at my as my QB six, actually. Uh, I I agree. I agree. I think he had a great rookie season. I think he's gonna. Oh, excuse me. My goodness. I think he's only gonna get better uh, with his sophomore. I don't. I don't see a sophomore slump coming for Kyler. I think he's gonna put up a, a four thousand yards this year. I think he's gonna be a good. I think he's gonna take control of that team and prove that he's the number one draft pick. I had him low just because he had a couple off performances and, I, and, I, and I, he needs to prove himself before I can put him up to the list. That's, but that's hey, I'll still put him I'll, I'll put him in the top 10 fakes and feel better. That's fine. What do you got? Who do you have at number nine? All right. Ryan Johnson, Melvin Gordon, and now Drew Brees, Dak Prescott, number nine. Dak Prescott, number nine. Okay. Well, getting tagged is one thing. Stealing lamb chops is another. Thinking you're worth 40 million. I'm confused, John Travolta, if you didn't get that. Oh, yeah, yeah. I was a Pulp Fiction reference. It's a, that's more of a visual gag than a uh, gag for radio. Why um, Zebby's is this guy worth $40 million? Don't get me wrong. He isn't awful, but sometimes he doesn't show up in the big time. The only thing that made him look talented was the bringing in of Drop Mari Cooper, a.k.a. Stephon Gilmore's son. Without Cooper, he couldn't do anything in 2018. Last year, he throws at 4,902 yards, 30 touchdowns, 11 interceptions, but beating bad teams, not doing anything against good teams, story for another day. Now to this year with uh, Drop Murray. Lamb Trump's an MG along with Zeke. This guy should be in for another fantasy-relevant year. It's God knows if he's going to be there next year because of the whole tag thing, which back yeah. to you, sir. Yeah, I, I, I got Dak a little bit higher. I do think... He's actually a pretty good quarterback. I I know I don't know how much money he's actually worth, but I think he's absolutely starting quarterback material in this league. Um, yeah, I mean, yeah, and he has pretty good weapons. Yeah, Amari Cooper didn't have the best year last year. He did good, but definitely not off the wall great. But I've heard you know the emergence of Michael Gallup uh, coming up in there over there is 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 very eye opening. A lot of people consider him to be the new number one. And then they just drafted uh, who was it? CD Lamb Chops. CD Lamb. So they have three good receivers, and then who's there? Is Jason Witten still over there? I think he's he an 
He's in Oakland. Oh, okay. Uh, so I don't know. Oh, uh, Jarwin. I think Jarwin is their tight end. And then obviously they have Ezekiel in the backfield who catches balls. Dak, and he also uses his feet, Dak. So you can get a good, you know, four or five rushing touchdowns out of him for the year. And then if he throws for thirty, I think he's going to have a great, a, a pretty uh, up, 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 up year. Uh, I don't know if I like his ADP where you have it. I have him as, as a QB three right behind. Uh, a couple of the big dogs up there, but uh, I Gary, think that position. This is rankings one to ten. Oh, uh, well, ten to one, right? You know what I mean. Okay. Um, okay. Well, this, uh, I'm going by fantasy pretty much with ADP. Uh, I have him as a QB three this year, Dak Prescott. Number eight. Okay, I'm ready to be uh, demonetized. <laughs> You want to take a guess who number eight is? Uh, Aaron Rodgers. No, it's somebody that I hate. Oh. Uh, Patrick Mahomes? Yes. You have Patrick Mahomes as the eight? Terry, I'm no fortune teller. I'm no prophet (laughs) like Musa Muhammad. But, you know, I, I hate that bitch. And I I don't want to I don't want to give myself heart attacks so I'd rather just not go insane. All right. You well, know Terry, I have mental problems, right? I you must with these rankings. For fantasy football wise, he's a QB two. He's the QB two in the rankings. He's got a deep arm. He's accurate. He makes time in the pocket. He can even scramble. Uh, and and get you a, a few rushing touchdowns during the year. The guy is unbelievable. The only thing that's going to stop him this year is an unfortunate injury. Um, but right now, Patrick Mahomes is one of the best quarterbacks in the league. Uh, there's really not much this guy can't do. Uh, I'm very curious who you have about Patrick Mahomes, but Patrick Mahomes is a top three quarterback in the league in your rankings and any rankings in the world. So, uh, yeah, that's my thought on that, Patrick Mahomes. I love you, Paul Pierce. I was watching that thing yesterday where he says LeBron doesn't win. If he can't even get out of the first round, this goat talk needs to stop. What was that? The anything is possible? Oh, no, no. You're, you're talking about the uh, inside the NBA with Paul Pierce or the whatever ESPN? No, Kellerman and Steve Smith. Yeah, Steve yeah. And a, what Paul Pierce said about LeBron, that's a good man, Paul Pierce. Yeah. Well, LeBron's seasoned enough to not stress after one game they're probably going to kill him tonight all, right, all Celtics fans go Blazers moving on back to the story all right who do you have at number seven Matthew Stafford okay assuming he plays because of the stupid COVID-19 which I think he's safe by the way I just again yeah, all think, the script is from weeks ago because of what we've missed I think it was a false negative again people stop blaming Stafford for his failures to win a playoff game how can you expect him to win when he got robbed one year Looking at looking at you, Dallas. Yeah, that was a very stupid thing. Yeah, doesn't have a great supporting cast. I don't want to hear the whole Calvin Johnson thing. You you need to have more than just one receiver to win games, you know. Yeah, coaches, meh. I hope my boy Matt Patricia does well. And when you have to deal with Aaron Rodgers for all these years, you know you're not going to help yourself. Mm-hmm. The Lions don't have to beat up kids at least. Even if they try, they fail. Stafford fantasy wise was doing well. He has good weapons and. Shadow of the Galde, Marvin Jones, a new running back, Danny Mandolin, TJ Hawkinson. And before I end this, fuck Corona. Back to you. Uh, I like Stafford. He's not in my top 10 for fantasy-wise, but um, he is a, sleep, a deep uh, sleeper I kind of like. I mean, I wouldn't mind taking him with the 
with the eleventh or twelfth quarterback off the uh, off the board. Uh, I think there's a really big drop off at quarterback towards the end because if you don't get one kind of at least middle of the round, you're gonna end up with like Ben Roethlisberger or Kirk Cousins or Gardner Minshew, Joe Burrow. Like there's just a lot of trash towards the back. Daniel Jones, like no one knows what to expect from Daniel Jones this year. Um, but yeah, and mock drafts like for a lot of a couple months now, and Kirk Cousins is like 212th ranked overall. Yeah, that's nuts. No, 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 no. You can't. You know what I? Mean. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So, um, yeah, I mean, I like Stafford. I think he has good weapons over there. In our in our NFC predictor, uh, division predictors, I said Detroit will be sneaky good this year. I think I had them winning eight or nine games. Um, so, and as most underrated team in the NFC, you said that three weeks ago. Yes, I did. So uh, I do like the Stafford pick. If, if the biggest question mark is his health, if he can stay healthy for the entire season, I think they'll be in good hands. I, I, I agree. I think they'll win eight, eight to ten games. Number six, Matt Ryden. Okay. A moose and message from the douchebag Warwick. By the way, Knives Out, best movie. I don't care what you think. Terrible. Give this guy a defense. He wins playoff games. He wins games. Give the guy a freaking defense for crying out loud. Thanks, James White. 28-3, good times. I'm an idiot. Long story. Anyways, this guy continues to put up big numbers. Even if his god-awful defense and you can't have work done as a running back, don't help. He now has Julio Jones, who was, I think, second in receiving yards last year behind Michael Thomas. Travis the Saints, I don't care. That's the point. Samus Fridley, 843 before he was injured in week 14. Sure, they lose Austin Hooper, but they weren't going to be able to pay him anyways. Mm-hmm. I mean, they don't even have the cap space, too. But they have something in Hayden Hurst, who now he has more playing time, doesn't have to deal with other Ravens tight ends, which when we get to tight ends, we'll talk about that. He should have an easier ride down the road for him. And a new running back in, how's he here? Todd Gurley. Which, by the way, nobody knows how good Todd Gurley will be. At this point, Matt Ryan is running of excuses at this point. The only excuse Matt Ryan has is zero defense. Again, name me a time other than the 06 Raiders in which the Falcons actually had a good defense. When did the Falcons ever have a good defense other than 2004? Thanks, uh, um, Patriots. True. Matt Ryan is in for a good fantasy year. Back to you. Um. Yeah, I like the Matt Ryan. He's in my top 10. I think I have him at number eight or nine. Uh, Matt Ryan, He one of the weird stats about him is during even years, 2020, 2018, 2016, he puts up, oh, well, you don't know 2020 yet, but 2018 and 2016, he put up monster years and 2014. So uh, it seems like he has a great year, takes the next year off a little bit and then comes back even even better the next year. So these are the stats I like. To, I like those, those weird, obscure ones. He wasn't even that great. So yeah, I just like. Even 2019, he was okay. Yeah, okay. Not- yeah, they weren't like terrible years, but I'm just saying like really good years are on his even years. So uh, I like Matt Ryan this year. I mean, Julio's a year older, but he's still as efficient. Um, I don't know who else. They, uh, Calvin Ridley is emerging as the true number two over there. Might even take over as the number one when Julio starts to break down. I don't know if that's this year or next. Um, but yeah, I mean, and then he has Todd Gurley in the backfield. I don't know how good Todd Gurley is. I mean, the Rams let him walk. For the backups that they have, it kind of speaks for itself. Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, mean, the backups they have are just pretty awful over there. And even if the reviews are saying that they're doing well, uh, future fortune teller doesn't buy it. Yeah, yeah. 
Uh, so yeah, I like I like uh, I like Matt Ryan this year. I think he's I think he can put up some great numbers. All right, number five. Well, Terry, your hint this time: somebody you can't stand. Uh, some oh, what Drew Brees? No, I don't mind. Oh Drew yeah, Brees. is it Drew five Brees? Drew Brees. Number five for my rankings. Terry, you can start your comments about kneeling. Pissed me off. Mr. Cool Breeze, while being in this league since 2001, fuck 2020, Drew Breeze, despite having to deal with an injury in week two last year, is back with the same core, back as he has always been. The new Marvin Harrison, Jared Cook, contract your Alvin Kamara, very good old line. He should be in for another fantasy relevant year. I'm just ready for Terry to list potential distractions for this team. Go ahead. Make fun of Drew Brees. I don't care. Go ahead. <laughs> uh, you know, I've been I've been calling for this man to die for the uh, last couple years. No, I don't mean die. I like Drew Brees. He's a nice guy. He's a family guy. He won't stay. He 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 hates people who kneel for the flag though. So I'm a little weirded out by that. But uh, you know, he seems like he. Uh, Every I've been I've been trying to call this man's downfall for the last three years, and he's been proving me wrong. He has, and I I don't think it's mostly him. I think his weapons uh, are. I mean, I think Drew Brees is obviously good. I mean, he's not the starting quarterback because he's not. But you know, Teddy Bridgewater went in there and won five games in a row. So really, how good is Drew Brees? Uh, he could be part of the system. It could be part of the oh, Michael Thomas and Alvin Kamara and Jared Cook are all really good football players, and all I really have to do is wait for them to get separation, and I hit a wide open guy most of the time. I don't know, but you know, Drew, he's he's the thing is he's still gonna have all those weapons this year, and uh, you can only expect the at least pretty good numbers from Drew Brees, maybe like four thousand yards. 4,500 or something. I mean, he's a good quarterback. I don't want to take anything away from him, but he is what? 40, 41 years old. He's a little guy. He can get, I wouldn't be surprised if this is the year where he drops off a little bit. Maybe he gets a bad injury, like a neck or something like that, that just hinders him. So I don't know. I'm not really feeling Drew Brees. I obviously have him in my rankings. I have him as the QB. Sorry, I got it right here. I have him as the QB 10, right? No, QB 11. I have him actually behind Carson once, but uh, yeah, yeah. I I don't know. I I can never trust Drew Brees. This guy can't trust anything. Period. No, I have trust issues. I have uh, I have, com- I have commitment Deshaun issues. Watson. Number four, I have Deshaun Watson. He's, he I have him at QB four as well. All right, a moosen message from this guy. If I was him, I'd be wanting out of Houston right now. And uh, you need reasons, Musa Muhammad. Bold trades, trading away best players, being totally fighting on bad contracts, David Johnson running and Cooks. That's the bad contracts, if you didn't know what I meant. Mm-hmm. He still has a talented but flawed receiving core. Will Fuller, how has that guy lasted this long? No, nothing more needs to be said about that. Will Fuller, guy, no. Guy's like the $6 billion man. He's just under He's under the knife almost every year. Not money-wise, but like the person. He's, he's been put together yeah, by machines. I don't know. Brandon Cooks, disturbing concussions. Randall Cobb, don't know how he's still playing. Kenny Stills sucks. He has legal problems, too. But they do have Isaiah Coulter from Rhode Island, so I like it that they have a New England guy. If it wasn't for Watson, this team might be finishing worse than 5-11. Matt Schaub or not, with no first-round pick in 21, God. Watson, get out of there quickly. Your talents are being wasted. Yeah, true, true. Um, yeah, no, I like Deshaun Watson. He's a very talented guy, but I think when you do take away DeAndre Hopkins, it's going to hurt him a little bit more. Um, 
you know, he made some unbelievable plays last year. I think he got kicked in the face one time, and then he threw a perfect ball. Um, and then that play against Buffalo where he got smushed by between two defenders, rolled out of it, made a perfect throw, and the, the guy picked up like 25 yards. That was unbelievable as well. Um, I'm a little worried about him getting figured out and slowing down. Um, I think Watson's... That guy either explodes for like twenty five plus fantasy points or like two. Yeah, look at look at like that Panthers game last year in week four. Yeah, I can see a tough year for Deshaun. Uh, I think he's mega talented, but losing a key weapon in DeAndre Hopkins is going to hurt. I like Will Fuller this year. It's he has the best chemistry with uh, Deshaun Watson. Everyone is saying he's going to be god, and then he gets bone crushed. Oh yeah, he, he's torn his ACL a few times. I feel bad for him. No, he's been on IR like once his whole career. Oh, really? I bet he gets injured like midseason at least once a year. It's always small tissue damage or big tissue, however the hell it works. Yeah, yeah. Number three. Well, this year has been the worst year of my life, and seeing my childhood hero actually leave New England for 20 years, why is my life such a bitch? Tom Brady, number three. But back to fantasy. He has a god amount of weapons for Mike Evans, 1,157 and only 13 games played. Chris Godwin plays 14 games, 1,333. They brought Gronk out of retirement, having some not great but serviceable running backs. Fuck COVID-19. Tom Brady is set up for a big year in Tampa. Just why? Seeing him gone, my life's up, my my life in a nutshell. Up your ass, 2020. Knives out, great movie. I don't care. Back to you. Yeah, I have Tom Brady as the QB8. For my fantasy, uh, for my fantasy list, uh, you know, it was really disheartening seeing what he was doing last year. Just kind of whack, just not very uh, motivated. He didn't want to. He didn't want to work with the young guys. He only wanted to be with the older guys. But he seems to be very rejuvenated in Tampa Bay. Uh, Mike Evans has already gone on record as calling Brady one of his favorite teammates ever, and you can tell from the footage that we've seen. He's very vocal. He's very. You know, in their face, not like yelling at him, but like, hey, this is where I want you to make this work. You need to be going this fast and I'll find you if you're open, yada, yada. So I like Tom Brady this year. I, I, I wish nothing but the best for him. And I think he with all the talent that you have in Tampa Bay, I think uh, it could be a big year for them. I'm hoping that they win the NFC South. But uh, as far as Tom Brady goes, I think they're going to rely on running the ball quite a bit. Uh, as well so it could be a good year for Ronald Jones if it's anything like Brady's last like two or three years in New England where uh, you know it was a lot of running the ball with Sony Michelle and uh, just banging on him for like most of the game so um, if Brady finds the fountain of youth and starts throwing those balls he was used to a few years ago uh, it's going to be a great year to be a Brady owner Uh, I mean Chris Godwin Mike Evans Rob Gronkowski um, uh, LaShawn McCoy Ronald Jones too. I mean, it's it it's it stacks up. Uh, you say the second. I like two. I like two. The Ronald Jones, the sequel. <laughs> this guy is a better joke origin person than I am. So. I know. How about that? Give him an Oscar award. I don't know. I'll take it. Who do we got at QB two? Russ Wilson. Love him. They say this guy's a magician who has to do all the work with bad O-line. All that aside, he's set up for another good year. He has a capable receiving core in Lockett, Tuckett, Donkey Kong. We all remember that Lockett plays are always epic. No wonder he makes good one-handed catches. Has a good injury-prone running game. And by the way, there's a good chance Chris Fumbles won't be fumbling in Seattle in 21, which I'll explain when we get to running backs. Wilson has a Jesus Christ amount of tight ends to go with Greg Olson. 
You should have another fantasy relevant year, just like Matt Hasselbeck before him. Yeah, I, I mean, Russell Wilson's one of the best quarterbacks in the league. Uh, his deep ball is probably the best in the league, the most accurate. I, I'm not saying he can throw it the furthest, but he, he is incredibly accurate with his deep ball. And, um, yeah, he's got DK. He's got Lockett. Uh, Disley? No, who's, he, who's his tight end over so there? There's Greg Olson. Greg Olson. Yeah, Greg Olson's over there. Disley had a great year. I think he tore his ACL though last year, so who knows how. He's been on IR like twice. Yeah. I think he's played like 10 games in two seasons already, heading into his third. Yeah. True. I mean, so yeah, I mean, it's like, uh, I don't know. I think um, I think Russell, there's not much bad, nothing bad you can really say about the guy. He's great. And number one, I think you know what it's going to be. Lamar. Labitch Chokeson. I don't know about that. Two Labitches, LeBron James and Lamar Jackson. <laughs> Go Trailblazers, signed all Celtics fans, move on. I understand what I said earlier about the Mahomes hate. So people would think Lamar Chokeson would be in the late single digits, but knowing Lamar didn't have to beat up kids or have to rely on push-offs, again, that defense gets away with a lot of push-offs. Don't believe me, Texans, Ravens, all you need to know. Lamar is the next Michael Vick. NFL is dead. Enough said. Back to you, boss. Uh, I I owned Lamar Jackson last year. It was amazing. Uh, The year before that, I owned Patrick Mahomes. I'm very good at getting these quarterbacks low. Um, This year, I don't see one, to be honest. But uh, Lamar Jackson set the league on fire last year. Uh, He was more of a running back at the QB position. But he can obviously throw the ball. Not super, super accurate, but good enough. Especially when you have a defense on their toes the entire game thinking that you're going to run. Or giving it off to Mark Ingram or whatever. Uh, But yeah, I mean, Lamar Jackson's great. Uh, I don't know how long he's going to be great for. Uh, he's already on Madden, the Madden cover, so there's the Madden cover curse. So who knows what could happen to him this year? But yeah, I mean, the guy's great. I like. I like, who? How, how can you say anything bad about about LeBron Jackson? He's he's a good teammate. He's fast, accurate, uh, and explosive. So uh, Lamar, I don't know if he's worth the ADP going in the second round, um, but you know. Terry. Um, and all my mock drafts I've done that I know I've actively done because sometimes I skip them by mistake because yeah. I'm John Travolta. Yeah. I've never taken Jackson or Mahomes because why the hell would I? Fuck those two. Well, it's, it no. makes you not have to worry about the quarterback position pretty much the entire year. I mean, they're they're pretty much matchup proof. that You can play them against the hardest defenses, and they'll probably be pretty good. So, I mean, like you're going to start Carson Wentz against the best defense? No. You'll start Patrick Mahomes against the best defense. You'll start Lamar Jackson against the best defense because you ain't scared. Yeah, in my life, not happening. F my life. Moving on. All right. Now we move on to running backs. For some honorable mentions, James White, Josh Jacobs, Melvin Gordon, Miles Sanders, Aaron Jones, David Montgomery, Todd Gurley, and Mustard. Those are my honorable mentions. What do you think? Um... Yeah, no, all all solid running backs, pretty good systems. I like it. Who do you got at number ten? And a dishonorable mention, I should put Joe Mixon mm-hmm. as a dishonorable mention. Number ten, I have Grand Canyon Drake, heavily misused in Miami, where he only won his for rushing yards and not scripted. Seemed like he was forcibly moved out. Then in the desert, he went off in only eight games. 
643 rushing yards of three 100 plus games, including 110 against the 49ers of all teams, and eight touchdowns, including four in one game versus the Browns. Haha. <laughs> in week 15, with David Johnson a little further east down south in Houston, Grand Canyon should be in for a good season, even though he was transition tagging. The team does have some good backups in Chase Edmonds and seventh round pick Emo Benjamin. All things considered, he should have a fantasy relevant season. Back to you. Yeah, Drake went from Miami to Arizona. Uh, he replaced David Johnson over there. Uh, I have him currently as the QB 13. Uh, he, I'm sorry, uh, running back 13, RB 13. So, uh, yeah, I mean, it's if he can repeat what he did in Arizona last year, he'll be a top 10 uh, running back. But that's nobody knows because he was so bad in Miami for so many years that uh, it's hard to say. Either he was bad or misused. Yeah, it could be both. Or either one. Number nine. Number nine. I have Heckler. Austin Eckler. I call him Heckler because what the heck? You didn't like that joke, did you? I boss? hated it. Oh. I'm frothing at the mouth over here. Ah. No, I don't. I don't mind. <laughs> I don't hate it. Yeah, you look like a Call of Duty troll, boss. No I offense. am. I am. Well, the Chargers had a bad year of five and eleven. Heckler managed to put up some very good, if not great, numbers. Melvin Gordon or not. Heckler ran 557 rushing yards, three touchdowns. Three came in the first four games. I think after week four, he didn't have a running touchdown after that. His receiving game, though, was really impressive. 92 catches, 993 yards, and eight touchdowns. For a guy who came from a Division II school, Western Colorado back then, Western State Colorado, I don't fucking know. I'm not a college history nameologist. Now that Melvin Gordon is in the mountains, Heckler was rewarded a four-year 24.5 extension. Heckler should have an even better fantasy season, regardless how bad the Chargers are right now. The only backups are not very good. Justin Jackson and Joshua Kelly, a God-knows draft pick. Heckler should be in for good, if not great fantasy season. But then again, he's not going to be LT. Yeah, I like uh, I like Eckler. I have him as a, a right behind Kenyon Drake, actually, as my RB14. Uh, you know, he was good last year. He can catch. He's quick. Uh, I'm more just worried about the system. Tyrod Taylor being your QB. They know you're going to run it a lot. They might stack the box. They rely on running a lot, though. Yeah. So. Yeah, I just, I don't know. I don't know how, I, I don't, I haven't checked out a lot of the offensive lines this year either. So I don't know how good their offensive line is going to be. And I know with Tyrod, a lot of people think that he's shot. So, um, I yeah, yeah. So, uh, you know, I'm a little worried about Eckler. But, um, you know, having that starting job should solidify him as at least a top 20 running back. Number eight, Nick Chubb. Mm -hmm. Well, Terry, of course, I have to bring it up. The Browns failed, but the only person who actually put in effort was Nick Chubb. Well, he had some down games. He dominated a lot this season, 700-plus games. His best was 165, three touchdowns at Baltimore, of all places in which Cleveland somehow went. Despite finishing 6-10, and 10, Nick Chubb finished last year's overall dumpster fire scripted season with 1,494 rushing yards and 8 rushing touchdowns to finish second. Freddie Bitchens and Kareem Punch having to be on the team didn't help him. Take away those two guaranteed twats, Chubb finishes first. With Kareem Hunt a free agent next season, Chubb should have carries taken away this year, but at the same time, Nick Chubb should have a very good fantasy season, but the concussion thing I just learned about yesterday, not great. I'm just going to say this, Cleveland, you didn't have to sign that punch ass. You already had uh, Nick Chubb and Duke Johnson. Yeah, true, true. With Nick Chubb, I like him. He's a good guy. You're right, the concussion worries me, but I currently have him as the running back seven, uh, right behind Alvin Kamara. You know, that whole system is kind of, we don't know what the new system is going to be with the new head coach. They are so stacked on offense in Cleveland 
that if they don't make if they're not one of the top 10 offensive teams this year, like what the hell are you doing? Like you are really just don't know what the hell you're doing. And they have a good defense too. Mag is also in Cleveland. Remember? Yes. Yeah. Yep. And yeah, they have hunt in the backfield as well. So he might not get as many touches as a lot of people think. I like Nick Chubb. He's extremely talented. And uh, I, I mean, I, I like his uh, running back status right around there. The seven, eight, the seven, eight spot. Number seven, Chris fumbles. Chris Fumbles. You know that is? Kristen. Chris Carson. I don't know. Chris Carson? Chris Carson. Oh, okay. He puts the ball on the ground a lot, doesn't he? he I call him Chris Fumbles for obvious reasons. Yeah. You oh, know, a yeah. funny story I, I learned in 15 games last year, seven fumbles, lost four. Wow. That's crazy. It's no wonder he might be out of Seattle in 21 with Rashad Penny, and they drafted a running back. And they signed a running back. That aside, Chris Carson had a good year and scripted with 1,230 in 15 games, six 100 plus games. His athleticism, hard to tackle, Trey has helped him a lot. But his fumbles combined with uh, God knows. You know what I noticed, Terry? He never smiles, unlike Sean Alexander, who always smiled. Uh, just a fun fact, he doesn't smile. Yeah, I, didn't, I haven't noticed uh, that. I have him at QB 15, you know, his you fumble. Mean, Again, good running lord, back. running back fifteen. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Uh, it's I don't know what to think with Chris Carson. He runs mean. He like you just said, he has a mean face. But yeah, the the fumbles worry me. And you're gonna lose playing time if you put the ball on the ground too often. Uh, say we get through four weeks and you put the ball on the ground three or four times, like they're gonna start looking elsewhere. So Chris Carson worries me a little bit. But uh, yeah, also I don't know. free agent next March. Yeah, and the Seahawks really know what they're doing when it comes to paying and not to pay so you can be assured he's not going to be there next year god yeah yeah i mean he, he doesn't really have great moves like good stop and go good he's not shifty he's just mean he's like a downhill runner that just kind of finds the holes and kind of exploits them but he's nothing really flashy to be honest number six lights camera action alvin camara mm-hmm. the third year contract year player in the top 10 so I think that's right now three players currently that I mentioned that are going into free agency next year. So just thought you should know. Yeah. Well, he did struggle last year due to injury. Sure, he wasn't great, but they probably have been way more disappointments. He probably didn't win a lot of fantasy leagues, but at the same time, I think he'll bounce back in a big way. Get healthy, still have a good O-line, get rigged and not by the refs, pun intended, boss. It's hard to say whether he stays in the Big East next year, but knowing that paying big bucks to Ryan Max isn't really a good idea. Most of the time as a catchphrase, I say a lot, God knows. I think she's back to fantasy relevance. Yeah, I like uh, I like Camara. You're right. He was hampered last year with uh, injuries. What was it, an ankle or a knee? I forgot. I don't know. Yeah, it was one or the other. But you can tell he just couldn't even. Uh, Latavius Murray uh, was the backup over there, and he was eating when Camara was out. And then Camara came, and he just he couldn't. Like two thirty plus games. Yeah, yeah. Like and the minute Murray plays, he gets the big workload, and nobody else. Yeah. Yeah, but when Kamara was, it seemed like when they were handing the ball off to Kamara, he just couldn't get through the tackles. That first line he was, of he had many off games throughout the year too. Even late in the season, he he looked kind of off at times. Right, right. So yeah, he. Uh, I'm a little. I'm not too worried about Kamara. I think he's. I think his ADP is right. I have him at uh, running back six. So uh, yeah, I think that's a good spot for him. Just because a lot of people were uncertain about him last year. He's a small guy. He has like a Jamal Charles type body. Uh, but not everyone's Jamal Charles, so uh, we'll see what happens with that. 
Number five, Dalvin Cook. That's where I have him. Patriots fan message from a brain-dead guy. Prophecy of Luigi's Mansion. Don't pay him. Don't. You should worry about other matters. You don't have a lot of cap space. What do you think of that as a prophecy message? It's a pretty good prophecy message. Thank you. No problem. Dalvin Cook, after playing four games rookie year, struggled in 18. He finally went to the Moosin and had a breakout year with 1,135 yards in 14 games played. First half, he was really good. Kind of slowed down the second half. Big time. But why am I shocked, man? Why am I shocked? Yeah, he uh, he so, definitely slowed down. Same time. I'm still not sold on Dalvin Cook, but he's a good player. Don't get me wrong. And I don't want to hear the whole he didn't show up in the playoffs. I might like the 49ers from a Patriots fan perspective, but people shouldn't be written off for one bad game, which I'll talk about when I get to Derrick Henry. All I'm going to say, stop holding out. It's so annoying. Even if he does or doesn't hold out. Cook should have another good year, but if I'm Minnesota, I either trade him or let him play out his contract. I don't think he's returning to the purple next year. Just my thoughts. Yeah, I think he's a guy, as long as he stays healthy, uh, I think he's a moose. I think going to happen, by the way. Say that again? Which probably isn't going to happen. No, no, I'm sure they'll pay him. Uh, I like Dalvin Cook. He's he's been hampered by injuries again his whole career. I don't know if he can make it through a full season going at that type of speed that he's used to. But when he's at 100%, he's an absolute moose. I like him at RB5. He, uh, I mean, while losing Stefan Diggs, you think they might actually hand the ball off a little bit more. Uh, even maybe the backup. Uh, is If you're going to get Cook, you might as well get uh, Madison as well because uh, just to have that insurance, especially with COVID going around. I think we might be going back to the handcuff days uh, of handcuffing your starting running back because with COVID around, you never know if somebody's just going to get sick out of the blue and then the backup's going to have to freaking do everything. So, um, you know, handcuff, handcuff, handcuffing might be back on the menu this year, boys. Fuck 2020. Yeah. Who, who we have at four? Zeke Elliott. Okay. I got him at three. Well, still one of the best running backs in the game. I just noticed he had so many fewer than 60-yard games. Five. He also had 700-plus games. It was still a good year, all things considered, 1,327. But, of course, he has to rely on a good O-line. That just lost one of its best players. And I also think Tyron Smith just got hurt earlier this morning, so that doesn't help. His six-year contract work in his first year, I doubt it turns into a tall guy situation. But as one of the top ten running gags, besides Knives Out, a great movie, God knows... He better recover from COVID nineteen as much as I hate him. Back yeah. to you. Um Yeah, I mean Zeke is good. Uh I like Zeke. He's flashy. He's got a great offensive line. Uh he can catch. Uh and he's got a good team around him. So it's not like they're gonna they're not gonna be like relying on him every single play. Uh they're not gonna be afraid afraid to throw the ball, Dak. And he uh He's great off the screen, so if they hit him in the backfield and with that offensive line, it's like a run. To, he's gonna he's gonna be great this year. Uh, I don't see anything bad with Ezekiel. I've never owned the guy. I kind of wish I did. Um, so yeah, I like I like Zeke. So uh, yeah, there's not much more to say. I mean, it's business as usual. As long as he stays healthy, he's gonna be good. Okay, Drake. <laughs> business, is, business is strictly financial. That's all you're feeling. <laughs> Three, Derek Henry. I have him at four. I flip-flopped Zeke and Henry. That was quite an impressive season last year. In the second half of the season, mainly he went off. He led the NFL in rushing yards, 1,540. He was god in the in the first two playoff games. Go fuck yourself, old Thomas. But hey, don't feel bad. 
message from a Patriots fan. You might have struggled to the child base. Remember, unlike the band, the script, the game was scripted, so don't feel bad. You know what I really hate, Terry? I've noticed the past couple of years. You know something I really hate? What? When a player I tolerate, whether it's my favorite team, the Patriots, or a tolerable team, they have a player who is a god in the regular season but doesn't show up in the playoffs. People call them the worst player in the league. Whereas if, say, a player on a team I can't stand is not as good in the regular season or as mad, goes off in the playoffs, people call them the best in the league. It just it pisses me the fuck off. Right. Like, Derrick Henry has that bad game against KC. Everyone thinks Derrick Henry's the worst running back in the league. Analysts, up your ass. You've had your teeth in this family's tit for a long time. <laughs> Knives out, man. I don't care what you uh, think. Okay, um, gotcha. Uh, Derrick Henry, good. Um, you know, when they feed him, he's unstoppable. I think he got, what, 30 carries in each of those playoff games last year. And throughout the year, he was just amazing. Uh, big runs, short runs. Until Tannehill came by, you could say. Wasn't he just as good with Tannehill? No. He was so not useful, but then again, Mariota sucks. Yeah, but, but the thing is, with Tannehill, he's actually able to throw the ball. So, uh, it just, I think he just got less opportunities when Tannehill was, uh, took over for the late end of the season. Except in the playoffs. They ran him like a dog in the playoffs. It was nuts. Number two, I think it's kind of obvious. Levian Bell. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> That's my joke. That was a joke. That's my humor. From him. Who do Joe, you think it is now? Joe Mixon, baby. No. <laughs> Saquon Berkeley. You know, yeah, it was Saquon Berkeley. <laughs> Things got wasted in my life, Barry Sanders, and Saquon Barkley. While he didn't have the best year in scripted, but considering team dysfunction, his injury at Tampa Bay in Week 3, and then Terry, I'll let you take over. Week 10 at the Jets. Go ahead. Oh, my God. One yard for on, like, 14 carries. 13 carries. 13 carries. That was the worst game I've ever seen in my life. I've never been more sad. Season, he returned to form, especially with a dominant performance in Week 16. I think he should be back to full relevance. But then again, the offense still has questions. The coaching still has questions. Barkley has proven he doesn't need the O-line to win games or to be good. Unlike you, Zeke. But besides the point, I just thought I should point out. Back to you. Yeah, Barkley, he got hindered by an early ankle injury Week 3 or Week 4 last year. And uh, he wasn't himself until like Week 13. Uh, and then at the end of the season, he went absolutely off. He won some champ. If if you made it to the playoffs in fantasy football, uh, you pretty you might have just won your championship because Saquon got like thirty or forty points in the playoffs each game. And sixteen, he did that in week sixteen. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I remember losing to him uh, in in the championship of one, and it, it was heartbreaking. Uh, yeah, well, there you, the reason you trashed Saquon so many times. Yeah, I mean, I like Saquon. I, I honestly would consider taking him over Christian McCaffrey this year if you had the number one pick. Uh, I just don't know if McCaffrey's going to be able to repeat what he did last year, kind of with an, especially with a new quarterback. I know he did it with Kyle Allen last year. We'll be getting at that right now. Number one, Ed McCaffrey. I mean, I think it was pretty obvious that you, we both have McCaffrey at number one. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think Saquon is just mega talented i think he's a generational player and i do like mccaffrey still but i just don't see him getting the same numbers this year than he did last year which would take the you to McCaffrey. that mccaffrey got people are going to trust the Panthers for paying running backs the unhuman fantasy isn't put to waste in five wins but my god his season last year scripted in which he had 1387 rushing yards 15 touchdowns 
2016 receptions, 1,005 yards, four touchdowns. You could say put up Marshall Falk numbers. Mm-hmm. Next, Ty Law. <laughs> Go fuck yourself, 2020. 600-plus yeah. games, 200-plus receiving games. It's quite unhuman regardless of the hopeless team he plays for, but to me, he's in for another good year, regardless of how, how much the team dysfunction is right now. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's not much to say about CMC. He went nuts last year. Uh, billion touchdowns to go with a billion yards. Um, yeah, he was unstoppable. No matter what quarterback they had, it seems like defenses had no answer for him. Uh, the guy just made like a single cut. The only time that he actually looked awful. Yeah, I mean, Buccaneer, week two. You got to give some credit to the offensive line for the Panthers too, because a lot of the times, at least on like two or three of his breakaway touchdowns, all he had. To- Everybody, right? The soft season. Yeah. 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 So there's a lot of like pretty. So God knows at this point. True. So I don't know. I like CMC. He's obviously, if you have the number one pick, I think he might be the safe choice. Um, Because I don't think, unless he gets injured, he got a lot of run last year. Don't get me wrong. So that does transfer over. But I mean, I think he's a safe pick. And remember, Terry, remember back to your early teachings. Todd Gurley gets a four-year deal and then gets cut nearly two years later. Yeah, it's nuts. Insane. And I'm no, Pal- and I'm no Palpatine, if that's what you were thinking. That's exactly what I was thinking. Thank you. <laughs> now for receivers. Yeah, Terry, this is going to be a lot of controversy, but it'll be worth it in the end. Okay, so... Let's go honorable mentions. Julian Edelman, A.J. Brown. Julian so Edelman? My goodness. Honorable mention. He had nine drops last year. You think, he's, you think that's going to go away with Cam Newton? Bruh. <laughs> T.Y. Hilton, Lincoln Shark, Keenan Allen, Mike Williams, Scary McLaurin, Adam Thielen, Samus Ridley, Lockett Tuckett, Robert Woods, D.K. Metcalf, KFC Go Cup, Larry Fitzgerald. For the dishonorable mentions, Devontae Parker, Stephon Diggs, OBJ, Jarvis Landry, Child Beater. That guy can go fuck himself. I'm glad he got injured. Thank you, football gods. Terrible. And Amari- Terrible. You're out for blood today. And Amari Cooper has a dishonorable mention. Yeah. What did you think of my list? Not bad. Uh, I, I thought Devontae Parker, I don't know why he was a dishonorable, just because he's on the Dolphins. When you're playing for a rival, you have to. These people didn't make the top 10. It's not because of that, just because. I mean, hell, I don't even like Lamar Jackson moments, but I put them in the top 10 list because people are going to call me an idiot. Yeah. I am anyway still but it's just that they're not they're not at that level yet but i would have hate or not i would have put them anyways if they if they prove themselves more right right uh yeah i I thought it was a good list um yeah just start off with number 10 who's your 10th who's your 10th uh wide receiver courtyard sutton courtland sutton huh i call him courtyard for courtyard sutton interesting just a reminder, Terry, you're going to hate me for this. Only AFC wide receiver that made the top 10 on Only wide receivers. AFC? I had to add somebody, so I had to put in Sun because child beaters, go F yourself. You know, you Not make a good point. I'm looking at my list, and it's mostly NFC guys. Wow. Anyways, this guy had a sold. You're considering the mostly awful QB play he had from Joe Flacco, Brandon Allen, to God knows how good he'll be Drew Locke. He only had 200 plus games, but had 72 catches, 1,112 yards, while making a lot of impressive catches. It's hard to say how good he'll be with Lil Judy Vert. Did nice. you like that yeah, joke Ju- I made? Jerry Judy, I like it. Lil Judy Vert, Lil Judy Vert. And KJ Hamler now in town, but he just got hurt. 
I a few hours ago, so God knows. Mm-hmm. I think Sun should be in for a good year. He or Lil Judy Vert will be the next Rod Smith for them. So do you like Drew, you do you like Drew Locke this year? Well, I mean, he he managed to go four and one. I don't want to hear the whole he beat suckish teams and he couldn't beat the child beaters, but Drew Locke at least looked like he could prove himself. I, he looks like he's gonna be way better than the other jackass they've had to deal with the last couple of years. True, so true. I'm not saying Locke is going to be John Elway, but he's got weapons. Terry, look at Trubisky. Trey Burton, Taylor Gabriel, Anthony Miller, Allen Robinson. He still couldn't do shit. I like Trubisky. Of course. <laughs> People, this guy's done by Trubisky all the time. It's a full-time job. I should get paid. Uh, yeah, I, I like Cortland Sutton. He's in my top uh, 20, I think. Uh, you know, it's a lot of question marks in Denver. He obviously had a pretty good end of the season last year, Cortland. But... Um, yeah, I don't know. It's a lot of question marks over there. So I like Drew Locke. I think he can be a sleepy, a sleeper, a sleepy, a sleeper QB last pick of the draft type of pick. Uh, if you're going for a big uh, a home run pick at the end. But, you know, he has his weapons. He has him, Judy and Noah Fant. And then he's got Gordon and Lindsay in the backfield. So I think they got some pretty good offensive weapons out there. Yeah, to go back to running backs, Lindsay, if I were you, I'd be going to Terrell Davis for trade advice. Yeah. Number nine, Allen Robinson. Yep. I like him. I have him as, uh, I think I have him as my wide receiver 13. He's right on the cusp. Uh, he was great with Trubisky last year for as bad as Trubisky is. Um, to go to Blake Bortles to false Bisky, I swear, this guy defends him again. <laughs> Trub- I mean, Robins- Robinson's the real trooper here. What? Robinson's the real trooper here to go from Bortles to Trubisky and just be able to, to put up the numbers that he does. Trubisky now to possibly Nick Foles. And he tore his ACL too. There's people from Andre Johnson, Larry Fitzgerald, who rarely, if at all, had good QBs. Good chance you can add Allen Robinson to the list soon. Back to Allen Robinson. Last year was a good year. Three 100-plus games. Again, again, awful QB play and good defense. I many things to do with that. But 98 catches, 1,147 yards. I mean, he's catching a lot of balls. Give him a better QB play. He's gonna. He's guaranteed to go 100-plus catches a year. He's also a free agent in March, so it's hard to say what happens. The Bears do have a history of letting wide receivers leave, either by free agency or trade. So regardless, Allen Robinson makes good catches, knows what he's doing a lot of the time. I think he should be in for a good year. Yeah, I agree. I you know, he it's I think he's proven that he can work with any quarterback that's throwing him the ball. He's coming off the ACL injury from I think 2 years ago. Uh um, played one game. So 3 years ago, so uh yeah, he's um you know, he's he's I think he's I think he's quarterback proof. He's very good. Number 8, DJ Moore. Love him. He went nobody early. 18 to a very impactful for a struggling and scripted 87 catches 1175 yards the only problem being four touchdowns all season two came in one game but then again they're great receivers like Andre Johnson maybe even Julio Jones who generally don't get a lot of touchdowns he had 400 plus games his best game was six 126 two touchdowns in week 12 at New Orleans he should be in for a good year given how bad this team Panthers team will be They'll find their new Musa Muhammad. The jokes will never go away. Back to you. Yeah, DJ Moore had a sneaky good year last year. He didn't really show it in the touchdown 
area, but most games, at least in fantasy, I have him as my wide receiver 12 right now, but I'm going to try to draft this guy uh, for sure almost every almost every um, thing uh, in all my drafts, but I do like him where he's going. Um so yeah, I I uh, he 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 had good production last year. He had like a floor of like ten points. You know that he would get like you know eight eight catches for like seventy yards or something like that, uh, in a half PPR, PPR or whatever. But um, yeah, he did, he wasn't very lucky with his touchdowns. I think like you said, he scored two against New Orleans, and I think that was definitely his best game. Four all year. He only had four, yeah, four. all year. Yeah. Yeah, but you got to think. Touchdowns, you know, they are lucky. They they are a lucky part of the game. It's like a lot of things have to go your way. Because it's fantasy owners or not that they – but touchdowns, I understand that people want to – their stats padding versus being Jerry Rice or Larry Fitzgerald. But, you know, you know what I mean. Yeah. I'm not trying to have controversy. Was that, was that DJ Moore? Was that his first or second year last year? His second, right? Going to his third. He's going into his third. He's going to be very good this year. I love DJ Moore. I will definitely be drafting him uh, third round. He has is Robbie Anderson and Curtis Samuel. Yeah, there's. I mean, yeah, that 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 says everything right there. Uh, number seven, Shadow the Galde. Shadow. Well, the he'll be Kenny. Yeah, you Lincoln Park. You'd have to know them to get I that know. joke. Yeah, I have him as my wide receiver five. Continue. Well, he'll be singing Shadow the Day for many years now because he's just committed to Detroit. Reminder, he's also a free agent next year. In scripted, he had a solid year. Didn't catch too many balls, only 65, but 11 touchdowns for another 100 yards, considering he had to deal with Jeff Driscoll and Snowblow for eight total games. But he had 500 plus games. Assuming he is cleared after the bitchy virus, which I think he is, he should be in for another good year fantasy wise, but nowhere near Calvin Johnson. Yeah, Galladay is solid as long as his quarterback uh, stays healthy. I, you can only expect big things from Kenny Galladay. I mean, he had to go through Blau last year. He had to go through, I think, somebody else. Uh, I, yeah. Yes, yes, thank you. Uh, so, And he still put up pretty diesel numbers throughout the year. So uh, he's hitting his prime right now. He's fast. His hands are great. He's got great route-running ability, and he can catch the deep ball. Uh, and get behind the defense if he needed to. Well, not you know, I'm, if he needed to. Every every wide receiver wants to get behind the defense, but um, but yeah, he's he's as long as Stafford stays healthy, Galladay should be the guy out there. Number six, Devontae Adams. To me, he is one of those receivers that had it not been for setbacks, he could have had multiple 1,000 yard seasons. It's hard to believe that as a talented player as he is, he only has one 1,000-yard season. In 18, he had 1,386. But he does have two additional 995-yard-plus seasons, but less than 1,000 yards. So I just thought I should add the little wordy nonsense into it. As for this year, again, with this, the pretty bad offseason the Packers have had, they made no effort to sign or draft anyone behind him, so Devontae should be in for a good season, assuming he doesn't have any setbacks. Back to you, boss. Uh, I have uh, Devontae Adams as my wide receiver, too, right behind Michael Thomas as the number one receiver. Um, Gary, you're taking this from ESPN rankings, right? No, these are my own rankings. You're taking them from your ESPN? No, this is all from – I scripted all this. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm taking these from myself. I made these rankings. They're great. Uh, Devontae Adams is solid. Uh, I don't know – I mean, the biggest question mark is Aaron Rodgers. I think Aaron Rodgers is like the number 12 quarterback coming off of the 
the uh, off of the off of the big board. So a lot of people are down on A Rod this year, um, and for good reason. I mean, he might have one foot out the door already in Green Bay by the you know the way the uh, Green Bay Packers drafted this year. So uh, I don't know if this is going to be a you know a, a fuck you to Green Bay type of year or uh, you know I'm sad. And uh, Green Bay is treating me bad, so I'm going to play bad type of year. And that all falls down on Devontae Adams, too. He's great. Great route running. Uh, great hands. Um, yeah, I mean, he's not quarterback proof. Um, but always has to deal with setbacks. Yeah, so. yeah. I mean, last year he went. He was the number two or number three wide receiver off the board, and he uh, got injured, I think, week one or something like that. Oh, well, not 197 yards like he did in 2016. What so. was it? Turf tail, right? Uh, something with the foot, I think. Yeah, yeah, I think it was a turf toe uh, injury for him last year. So, but what he plays, still one of the best. So, no, he's great. That's yeah. all. He was yeah, number five, Mike Evans. Okay. You know what I kind of noticed last year? He either exploded last year oh, or a, was just. Eh. He's the total boomer bust wide receiver. He's the biggest boomer bust wide receiver in the league, I think. Okay, Terry, for a couple like uh, conclusion questions, you could say that's Keenan Allen. Yeah, well, Keenan Allen doesn't is, has Tyrod Taylor thrown to him this year, so who knows? Last year he was inconsistent. Oh, yeah, for on. sure. It's weird that last year he had a 190, a 198, and 180, but those are his three only 100-plus games. Outside of that, he was good, but inconsistent at worst. He only played 13 games, 67 catch, 1,157 yards, eight touchdowns. But he should be in for another good season regardless. He has the goat thrown to him. It does him a lot of favors regardless of if Chris Godwin is starting to get more to the spotlight and targets, which I'll talk about soon. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think I have, I have Mike Evans as my wide receiver seven. Uh, like we were just talking about, boomer bust, but he still finishes in the top, like, five, top seven wide receivers yearly. But those bad games kind of kill you. I mean... They'll be, he'll literally, I mean, nobody knows what to expect with Tom Brady there instead of Jameis Winston. It will go up, will go down, will be more consistency, will be less consistency. Who knows? But Mike Evans is uber talented. Um, And yeah, I mean, you got Chris Godwin right there with him too, uh, who's kind of going to fill that Julian Edelman role. So you would think maybe Godwin is going to be the superior you know, the the guy who possibly gets more points than the deep ball threat because Tom Brady's arm, let's be honest, it's not what it used to be. So, uh, yeah, I mean, Mike Evans, who knows? Um, it's up in the air with him. But, again, go Bucks. I'm rooting for the Bucks hard this year. Same here, bro. Number four, God's plan, Chris Godwin. Chris Godwin. Did you like the joke? I did. Drake. Yeah. You should have said Drake's it. been twice today. So, yeah. <laughs> He goes from sporadic usage to underused to one of the best. What a story. In scripted, he had 600-plus games and three games with 120-plus two touchdowns. That should tell people how good he is. I get the Bucks fall behind with Krablebs throwing third interceptions, but at the same time, he was still doing pretty well. He makes a lot of uh, big plays. All those, like, 60-plus touchdowns. I don't know if it's short touchdowns or long touchdowns. You know what I mean. Mm-hmm. In only 14 games last year, 86 catches, 1,333 yards, 9 touchdowns. And again, with the GOAT throwing to him, he should be in for another good year. He's also a free agent next year. Hard to say he stays or leaves. He'll be singing God's Plan by Drake a lot, I guess. Yeah, like I mentioned last time, he's going to be filling the Julian Edelman role. He's a more athletic Julian Edelman. Uh, so he should, you know, he should eat in this system that Brady's bringing to Tampa Bay. 
Uh, I'd be surprised if he doesn't. But uh, yeah, I like I like Godwin a lot this year. Uh, I think uh, preventing injury, he should be a top ten guy for sure. He's got that big play p- capability too. It seems like if he gets out in the open field, it's trouble. So uh, yeah, look out for Chris Godwin this year for sure. Number three, still D R E Hopkins. Thanks, Snoop Dogg. Yeah. Three things science or myself can't explain. So here, here are a couple of things that we can't explain, Terry. Why couldn't the Jedi sense Palpatine? Who killed Jeffrey Epstein? And why did the Texans trade Hopkins? <laughs> Too much money. Do you think Anne will, will ever be able to explain those three things? Well, DeAndre wanted more money. Uh, maybe he was unhappy with what was happening there, and may, you know we don't know a lot of behind the behind the scenes things. You mean DeAndre may have approached them and said, "Hey, uh, I want this amount of money, and if not, if you don't, if you're not willing to meet it, trade me." Guy, we all know he's a good human being. No, Off I, the field, uh, on the field, I don't. Know I couldn't him. imagine there was something. The only person who can be said as a good guy that you could say had an attitude was Todd Gurley. Something tells me he was he was bad in practice, was a bad locker room presence. But that's a different story. That's, are, what, are you, what are you guessing there? I don't know. What? You don't know how these people are. Yeah, I, I've never met any of these people. I've never been in the locker room. Terry, Terry, I don't work for TMZ, you know. I know. I know. Do you really think I would work for TMZ? No. TMZ are such trolls. Yeah, but I'm just saying nobody knows what happened behind the scenes. I know. Oh, I, I, I think I, it comes I, down I heard to money. Some more talk really was kind of a bad locker room person. I mean, it might just be fake news. Okay, I I'm, I, I'm I'm not TMZ. You know, people for sure. I didn't hear that, but if you heard rumors, you're on you 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 follow Twitter a lot more than me, so I'm not 100 percent sure. I only have Facebook, in fact. Ah, no shit. Um, okay. The day for war. <laughs> Uh, anyway, so yeah, I mean, receivers who could catch about? anything. While well, agree, last year he was kind of off a little bit. At least compared to the 2017 and 18. 2018 was really good. 104, one as a 165, one seven touchdowns. It's, that's still pretty good to me. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Nobody had reasons that this would happen last year. While his best game was only 120 yards, most people would think he would have at least 250 plus games. But all things considered, it's still a good year. But the Texans did the unthinkable. It gave him to the cactus for nothing. He should be in for good next year. Here's a hot take. David Johnson finishes as a top 10 running back this year. How about that? How about the Texans got something back? How about that for a hot take? Huh? Do you hear me? Is this thing on? Hopkins is very good. Listen, he's going to be good in Arizona. Do I want to read into his lingering hamstring injury that he just got the other day? No, not really, because he doesn't really get injuries, to be honest. So he's kind of a freak. But I don't know. Uh, I like Kyler Murray. I like DeAndre Hopkins. He should be great. I have him as my... um, some people actually, think he actually might not be that great in fantasy. To be honest, I have him as my wide receiver nine. I have him behind. You know what I about DeAndre Hopkins have to deal with a lot of competition in Houston. I mean, yes, Houston has some good weapons, but those receivers were not very good. I yeah. mean, Stoller is injury prone. The Cardinals have Christian Kirk, who's talented. He just doesn't get injuries. Yeah. Actually, I think he had to go on IR a couple of years ago, but maybe. Larry yeah, Fitzgerald rarely, if ever, gets injured. So it's like. Hopkins isn't the, isn't going to be the, the guy, not the I mean. guy, but they're not going to be double teaming him as much. That's for sure. 
it's God knows at this point. But. For sure. Yeah, I'm not too high on Hopkins, but I, I, I am honest about David Johnson. I think he could have a good but year in Houston. This isn't what I said. I feel like I heard somewhere they're saying like, oh, Hopkins has more competition, but that's not the point. No, no. Kyler, no, Kyler's no. a young guy. He's gonna feed. He's gonna feed Hopkins the ball. I think he gets Michael Thomas. Oh no, Julio Jones. Nope. You don't have Julio Jones on the top ten. Number two, Marvin Harrison, Michael Thomas. Michael I just Thomas, want. An, I just want a nostalgic joke. His twenty twenty, up your ass, Joni. Interesting. I don't. Harry Knives Out was the best movie. I don't care. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Terrible. Of course. Screw Ryan Johnson and his stupid ass. <laughs> wow. This guy's dark, bro. I'm dark. Uh, Michael Thomas. Yeah, go ahead. Marvin Harrison. Quite the historic year last year. 100 plus games. 10 games with double-digit receptions. His best being 182 versus Tampa Bay Week 5. That adds up to 149 catches. Very fitting. Uh, this, this is my house. It's 149 Emerson Gardens where I live, so... It's very fitting. The receptions record would be my street number. Thanks, God. One thousand seven hundred twenty-five receiving yards and nine touchdowns on one hundred eighty-five targets. Jesus Christ! Calvin Johnson has something to say about that. The only downside to this is the fact that the Saints had no other receivers to throw to. All they had was two running backs and a tight end. Behind Michael, Michael Thomas was not very good. It's the same, except Emmanuel Sanders behind him. That's it. And the fact that he was banned in the scripted year seven and seventy versus the Vikings. Of course, Terry's going to laugh his ass off. <laughs> All things considered, he should be in for another good fantasy year. Back to you. Yeah, Michael Thomas was uh, had a record-breaking year last year. Uh, it didn't matter who was throwing to him. Teddy Bridgewater, um, Drew Brees, Taysom Hill, whoever the hell else was throwing the ball. Um, yeah, he was yeah, great. You really don't like Taysom Hill, don't you, boss? I don't. I don't know. I don't. To be honest, I can't stand the guy. Uh, no, it's I can't stand him. I just I, I I'm more of a traditional football player. I don't need all these stupid, weird plays they got thrown around. I don't know. Like great players. Yeah, yeah. That's what, yeah, exactly. Uh, well, so, there you go, Vic. <laughs> so yeah, Michael Thomas, uh, undisputed top two wide receiver going off the board this year. Uh, it's pretty much between him and I think Devonte Adams, uh, but Michael Thomas is the first wide receiver going off the board most likely. Um, he just had a monster year. He's tall. He's got unbelievable hands. I think he only had one drop last year or something like that, um, and he got fed the ball quite a bit. So uh, yeah, there's not much to say. Michael Thomas, uh, you know, I don't see how he can have a bad year. Horn, I'd like to see how good Michael Thomas would be. Yeah, true. Yeah, you don't like my Joe Horn jokes this year, don't you, boss? I hate Joe. No, I don't mind him. And number one, Julio Jones. Yeah. I mean, why else do I need to go there? He's a big boomer bust guy, too. He's not consistent enough for me to draft. Been in the league for a while. It still looks as good as new. In 15 games, he had 99 receptions, 1,294 yards, six touchdowns, six 100-plus games, including 13, 134 touchdowns at the 49ers of all defenses. Like That should prove how good he is. He has proven to be one of the best with his clutch catches. It seems really the only downside I mentioned is that he doesn't get all touchdowns, but he catches, puts up the yards. People say he's not easy to defend, and it kind of moves itself. So, yeah, Julio Jones, number one. Cool. Back to you, Bob. Yeah, Julio, he's been in the year league for quite a bit. Explosive. Guy can jump out of the roof. Guy's got great hands. Guy's got a good quarterback. 
he's just boomer bust. It seems like he takes plays off sometimes. Uh, it seems like if you're fantasy football wise, it seems like if you own him, he limps over to the sidelines like five times a game and you have to hold your breath to see if he's going back out there. So just owning Julio Jones is such a headache sometimes that um, I don't know. I just don't really have interest in doing it. And Julio Jones, good man. Yeah. At least he's not causing controversy like Antonio fucking Brown. I mean, yeah. I mean, Mike Evans isn't causing controversy. Uh, a lot of most guys don't cause controversy. All right. Last <laughs> position for the day before maybe some conclusion questions. Tight ends. Let's just do top five if that's okay. Because tight ends, uh, I don't really want to talk about the ten through six guys. They, the tight ends are whatever. All right. Honorable mentions: Dallas Goddard and Jared Cook. Dishonorable mentions Mike Gusicki and push off Kelsey because go fuck yourself. Okay. Yeah. So for number five, this for number five, Rob Gronkowski. After a year off from football, Gronkowski is finally back and I'm way too emotional right now. It's fair to say Terry. So yeah. Yeah. I have, I have Gronk as the, my tight end nine. Uh, for fantasy football, it just nobody knows what to expect. Him coming out of retirement, obviously he's going to have the same quarterback, but um, it could be a, a I wouldn't say a completely different system. I mean, you got to think it's going to resemble something that they did in New England. More loaded offense. Yeah, yeah. Back in the day, the offenses weren't as loaded. I mean, yeah, Welker and other guys, but still. Yeah, to be honest, I don't think he was having too much fun here his last couple of years. So I think he's going to be – he's always been like a Florida man. So I think he belongs in Tampa Bay, and I think he's going to have a good year. Yeah, fuck this year anyways. Um, now being part of a loaded offense with Tom Brady, Mike Evans, God's plan, O.J. Howard, get out of there, damn it. Countless running backs. Gronk should return to form. I hope so. Go fuck yourself, Kelsey. I didn't put you on my e- – Hell, Terry, you know how we're only doing five for tight end? Yeah. I, he's not even in my top ten or six. So that should tell you how much of a bitch he is. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm sorry, Terry. I've had a bad year, okay? It's okay. Now that Gronk is back, I think we'll be back to fantasy Rollins, but quantity, dominance or not, it's gone nose with injury concerns and the amount of weapons and offense. But fantasy-wise, I think he'll be worth starting. Yeah, yeah. I already spoke my piece. I agree. Number four. M.A. for mature audiences, Mark Andrews. Mm-hmm. What do you think of that? I have him as a tight end three this year. Uh, he seems to be Lamar Jackson's uh, favorite target. Um, him and Hollywood Brown, but I, I, Andrews is a big body, so it's easier for um, Lamar to hit it because his accuracy is meh. Um, so, uh, yeah, Mark Andrews, he's great. He's got good hands. He should be able to put up some pretty decent numbers this year. Um drafted a tight end first round in 2018 and it wasn't Mark Andrews. Hayden Hurst was a first round pick and now is down south in Atlanta. Mark Andrews, on the other hand, is turning to the next Todd Heap for them. 64 catches, 852 yards, 10 touchdowns. 200 plus games to start the year, even though he had nothing after week two, but he should still be in front of the good fantasy year. Who is that other... He had a lot of hype a few years ago, the tight end in Baltimore, but then he had a lot of injury problems. Like Pittis? Pettis? Fit Villa? Pitta? Pitta. Dennis Pitta. Pitta, Dennis Pitta. Yeah, he was. I don't know why his name just came up out of the blue, but I, 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 li- I think I owned him a year or two, and he just got injured hey, all the time. Nostalgic stuff. I like it. Yeah, I'm a nostalgia guy. What can I say? I'm gonna sue you for stealing my quotes. No. <laughs> it was a joke. You know, right? Yeah. 
Of course. Anyways, uh, number three off the Waller, Darren Waller. Uh, I have him as my tight end five. I owned him last year. Uh, he was okay. Uh, he was yeah, fine. Touchdowns, I get it. You trust him a lot for the touchdowns. Yeah, well, I think he had what three on the year. He had three, a two in one game. Yeah, week that's... Seven, he had two. Week eight, he had one. And, Outside of that, no touchdowns. And don't get me wrong, they liked him. They they fed him the ball. It's just he could not find the end zone last year. And I think a lot of people, you know, Terry, I, like I said, touchdowns Derek are lucky. Carr. He just didn't have a nose for it. Derek Carr. It's Derek motherfucking Carr. What do you expect? Well, yeah, I mean, it, there's a lot of factors. I mean, who is their number one wide receiver? Tyrell Williams? Rug Burns, Henry Ruggs. This year or last year? This year. This year. Last so last year, year was Tyrell Williams. Was like Tyrell Hunter Renfro. So Tyrell Williams and Hunter Renfro, who do you think they're doubling when he goes out there? They're they're doubling Waller. They're not doubling Tyrell Williams or Hunter Renfro. So maybe now with Ruggs and a little bit healthier, I he'll, he'll get a little bit of uh, – and he was putting up good numbers even when they were really guarding him too, but just no touchdowns. And so it really kind of fed to a, a, a mediocre year and a lot of people. So he's going uh tight end five right now because a lot of people think he's going to turn that touchdown, uh, touchdown luck around. So I don't know. It's kind of, it's, it's a lucky this thing. Guy, he unjedied his way to being very good. Unjedied. Yeah, we'll yeah. That's in the dictionary for sure. This guy was a wide receiver for the Ravens. Sixth round, placed on IR, suspended in 16 to four games for violating substance abuse policy. Went through another suspension from countless dumb shit, like, countless dumb shit going on. And he came back. It's a hell of a story. Out of nowhere, hype and scripted. And as Moose or however you want to put it, he was quite impressed with taking over for Jerry Cook. From By the way, the Rays didn't even make an effort to keep him. He had 90 catches, 1,145 yards, three touchdowns, five and herbal games. As Terry said, the problem boss with him was no touchdowns. It's Terry. What do you expect? He always has something funny to say. Always negative. Wow! Don't don't sell yourself short, bro. <laughs> he came nowhere to be nowhere to be the best in Oakland. And also, reminder to all you future podcast listeners: I'm always going to refer to the race as Oakland because fuck 2020. No, I love so. Vegas. Vegas, Vegas, baby. Yeah. Okay. Strip nude. I don't know. Yeah, podcast and sex jokes. How how well does it go together, boss? True. I don't know. True. So so hang on. Where where who do you have as who do you have Kelsey as your tight end one or two? No. Never make my motherfucking. Oh my god, the hate is deep. All right. So who do you have as your tight end? Who do you have as your tight end two? Jared Cook. Oh no, he was on my honorable mentions list. Oh okay. So who do you have as your tight end two? Zertz. Ertz? Yeah. He wasn't as great as 18 when he had 116 catches, 1,163 yards, but scripted was a solid year for Zertz. I mean, considering the what, the rib back issues he had to deal with in week 16 through the rest, like that guy was dealing with serious injuries, I felt like. But 100 plus game might not say much, but 15 games of PPR wise, he was really good. Dallas Goddard might get in the way, but Zertz should be in for another good year. Yeah, I, I like Ertz. I think I have him as my tight end four. Um, you know, yeah, I don't know. I don't have much to say about Ertz. He's been in the league for now, like five years. Everyone knows what he does well. Everyone knows what he's, what he, you know, he's solid and he's married to a soccer player or something. So, you know, he's good. I got nothing much to say about Zach Ertz, but, uh, yeah, I mean, Travis Kelsey's better. Go ahead. 
If you were Joni from Knives Out, I'd be saying up your ass right now. <laughs> Marlon cut you out the will. I can see my that. Mother, my mother, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> All right. Tight end one. George Kittle. George Skittles, actually, as Skittles. I call him. Georgie Jorge Skitty. I call him Skittles. I like it. Well, he wasn't as dominant and scripted as he was in 18. He managed another very good season despite having missed two games. Go fuck yourself, Kelsey. In 14 games, he had 85, his number, ironic, catches, 1,053 yards, five touchdowns. And by the way, Terry, I don't want to hear the whole he did nothing in the class again. That was fucking scripted. Move the fuck on. I hate it, okay? I'm a fortune teller, you know, people. While he should be in for a good season now that he has that five-year, $75 million contract, I'm surprised it was there wasn't more. What are your thoughts, Terry? First of all, what are your thoughts on the five-year contract? You got $75 million. Um, you know, you got to get Jimmy, you got to get Jimmy some weapons out there. So I think that was a no brainer for them to lock up Kittle because I mean, who's next in line over there? I can't even Emmanuel Sanders left. Um, who's like Dante Pettis. Who's their Bro. Who the fuck? Who the, who, who does San Francisco have to throw to this year? Brandon Ayuk, their first round pick. Okay. Diva has been hurt. Jalen Hurd just got placed on IR this morning. Yikes. Um, Dante Pettis, who sucks. Yeah. Looking at you, looking at you, Mike Shinoda. Right. I'll explain it later. But it's the 49ers. What do you expect? Yeah. They can be anything, you know. Yeah. Thank God they got Kittle. I mean, I think it's a great deal. Not a great deal, money wise, but I think it's you had to do it just because. Why did you expect more money? No, I, I, no, I don't know. I, I think it's actually pretty good money. I think it's pretty fair on both sides. Seventy-five mil for five years. I expected like. I don't know what I was expecting, honestly. He probably could have got 100, to be honest. No, he probably could have got, like, 90. Eh, it's God knows at this point. Yeah, but it's fair. I think it's a fair I think it's a fair deal, essentially. So, I'm, I'm going to read what 10 to 6 was, but I'm not going to do the description. I'm, okay, I'm just gonna go tell for you. it. Number 10, the man who Fampy moved, Noah Fant. Like Number it. 9, Tyler Higby. Yeah. Number 8, Hunter Henry. Yep. Number 7, Austin Hooper. And number 6, Evan Ingram. Okay. Just like you I like it. I appreciate it. I like I like most of them. Ingram scares me because he gets injured all the time. Higby, I think a lot of people might be buying fool's gold because he played so well in December last year. I just think yeah, people should. The tightest, they have like Gerald Everett. Yeah, yeah. But I think he got injured towards the end of the year too. So I don't know. And then what about the other three? Um, um, da, 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 da. Noah Fant, I like. I mean, you're high on Denver, it seems, this year. I mean, you got you like Judy, you like Fant, and you like uh, Sutton. Between high on a team, high on the weapons. I don't this know. This is high on the talking about. I don't know. I like Fant, though. I think he's underrated. Austin Hooper, uh, he was great last year with Atlanta. There's a lot more weapons in, in Cleveland now, so I don't know how well he's going to do. Anyways, a couple uh, questions before we end this. There's going to be two for each position. For quarterbacks, who do you think is like that didn't make this list, biased or unbiased? Honorable mention or not, who do you think could you see as a sneaky top 10 quarterback, quarterback this year? Okay. Um, you said Matt Stafford, right? I said number seven. He's ranked number seven on the list. All right. For my sneaky, I, I know it might sound weird. These are both... Or this can be just a random. This is game. two bottom of the draft guys that probably aren't going drafted, but honestly, Drew Locke and Teddy Bridgewater, I think, could be sneaky. Sneak. No, I don't know about top ten, 
but I think they can, they can get on the cusp of it. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I think they can get top 13, I, top 12. Um, so, yeah, Drew Locke and Teddy Bridgewater for quarterbacks. Yeah, for sure. Do you want me to go through every position? And then uh, for me, I would say if I had to pick one, this is for my honorable mention. I would say um, Ryan Tannehill or Aaron Rodgers for – they're both in my honorable mention list for um, – I could be sneaky. I understand you. You think I should put somebody who didn't make the list? Yeah, yeah. But look at some of the people that didn't make the list, and I'll explain why. Just because. Um, who do we have? What about um, what do you? What do you? What about Tua Tagliova? Nah, I don't know. Not because I don't like him. I just, I, I, I just, you'd have to see what happens. Again, rookies remember aren't included. Yeah, on I think list. Fitzpatrick's going to start the season anyways. So. The reason I don't have, I mean, Baker Mayfield, I didn't make, didn't make the list because he sucks. For now, for sure, yeah. If he, if he doesn't, and, if he doesn't show up this year, I don't know what the hell Cleveland's gonna do. Yeah, you're gonna laugh your dick off, are you, boss? Yeah, I don't hate Cleveland. I, 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 I just feel bad for them. And then um, Jared Goff, he sucks. I don't care. He fucking sucks. He doesn't really have weapons either. He has Woods. I think Robert Woods. <laughs> what do you? Are you John Travolta right now? What? He has weapons. Who? Goff. Who? Jared Goff. Who? Who? Who are his weapons? Cooper Cup, who's a free oh, agent. Yeah, Cooper Cup. I forgot about him. Josh Reynolds. Eh. Uh, Van Jefferson from the draft. Eh. So that and uh, see, I have uh, Tannehill and Rodgers as my under like sneaky good top ten, even though they're on my honorable mentions because there's really no disarm like nobody that didn't make the list. I feel you. Really... I feel you. Now, now for the second part, the most overrated QBs, either from that made the list, honorable mention, or the top ten. Who do you have as the two most overrated QBs? I mean, going by uh, QB rankings for fantasy football, Josh Allen. Um, this guy hasn't, this is a quarterback who has not thrown over 270 yards in his career. Uh, he gets a lot of it with his feet. Um, and plus that's a fun fact. Yeah. He has never, never thrown more than 270 yards in his career. Yeah. In the, in the NFL, um, in a game, obviously. Um, but obviously he gets a lot of his production with his feet. But, you know, that's just, a, you know, he got seven or I think he got eight or nine touchdowns last year. I don't think he's going to repeat that. Uh, I, I see him more getting like six or seven, which is going to eat into his production and his rushing yards and stuff like that. So I'm not high on Josh Allen this year. So I'm, I'm, I'm passing on him no matter what. Second most overrated you have? Um, You know, I am a little bit worried about, I hate to say it, but Deshaun Watson. Um, It just seems like quarterbacks of his talent. It seems like when they start to get figured out a little bit around their like fourth year, fifth year, uh, it that just got beat up so fucking much. I know. Hey, at... He gets hit a lot. He gets hit a lot. So I'm a little bit worried about these Russian quarterbacks. Yeah, he explodes or he doesn't do shit. But right. I still was number four ranked. Yeah, no, and I I do too. Don't get me wrong, but I'm a little bit worried about the overall production on the year. Um, and I I know he'll have big games here and there, but. I'm just a little bit worried. For my two most overrated, um, Carson Wentz. Yeah. Yeah, that's because, fair. You mentioned him earlier. Okay. Fantasy-wise, he can be good, but the dude sucks. He's hurt a lot. He sucks. He has enough excuses. I don't care that he has no receivers. And then for second most overrated, I would say, 
her fantasy or not, um, I'm going to say Dak Prescott just because, like, he puts up good fantasy numbers, but he can have, like, that one extremely awful game, and it's like, I trusted you for fantasy. You were the chosen one. Right. I was quoting episode three. I figured. It's just that, like, Dak Prescott can explode, but sometimes it can be really awful. Mm -hmm. Do you feel me? Fantasy or not? Do you feel me? I feel you. I feel you. All right. Now for the running backs. Same thing. Sleepers. What? You want want some sleepers? So who do you have as, like, two most who could be sneaky top tens for somebody that didn't make the top ten list? This can be Uh, honorable mention. So what I said earlier, David Johnson. I hate to – I think he could be pretty good. Honestly, who's next in line in in Houston? Duke Johnson? Okay. So how many touches is David Johnson going to get per game? He's probably going to get close to 20 touches per game, and he catches the ball. I – if he can stay clear of injuries, I, I don't see how he won't be at least effective. I mean, they fed Lamar Jackson 20 carries for five years here, and he got 60 yards. David Johnson is better than Lamar ja- Lamar. I'm sorry, Lamar Miller, not Lamar Jackson. They fed Lamar Miller for five years here, uh, like 20 carries a game. David Johnson will do more with that, and he, and he can actually freaking catch the ball in the open space and make room. I like David Johnson. I'm actually going to take him probably in the fourth round. And then as a sneaky pick a little bit later, I don't want to say Devin Singletary because they got rid of Frank Gore in Buffalo. So it's going to be the Devin Singletary show, I think, out there. Um, And if they start running that um, that uh, that pass option that um, Josh Allen likes to do, he's going to be like the main recipient of it. So, you know, Moss, too, from the draft, right? Yeah, but still, I'm not I'm not worried about that. Uh, the rookies, uh, Devin Singletary got a full year. A rookie going into the into a full season, I don't I don't expect too much from him. So I'm sticking with uh, Devin Singletary as as uh, and then most more overrated that I I would pass on. Go first. I want to start with my okay. Um, sorry. Go for it. For two of the ones that I have as most um, looking at my honorable mentions list and dishonorable mention, um. Honestly, I would say um, just as, I'm going to say uh, David Montgomery just because just knowing how bad that offense is and like they, they just stop giving the ball to Tariq Cohen and, and all those other jack-offs because David Montgomery deserves way more than what he's getting. And that Bears offense is not set up to succeed next year. So I think he could be for a sneaky nice year. And then uh, Miles Sanders because like he's he, – Miles Sanders being in all my mock drafts I've done, he's going like top fifteen. Yeah, so he is. I have I have David Montgomery, and Miles Sanders as my two most underrated backs heading into this that's, year. That's fair. Now for your most overrated, I want to hear it. Um, you know, it's top tough to 10. say. This can be top ten and for everything else I've mentioned. I'm Just a little bit worried about Aaron Jones. Uh, he was great last year. Don't get me wrong, but uh, I think this is going to be a different Packers team. I don't see them going thirteen and three like they did last year. I think there's going to be a little bit of pullback on it. Uh, and they have A.J. Dillon there in the back, who's not amazing. I know he's a B.C. guy, uh, so that's getting uh, Warwick a little excited. But um, I don't know. If Aaron Jones um, – I don't know. I'm not huge on Aaron Jones, so I might be passing on him. Free agent next year, right? Huh? He's a free agent next year. Aaron Jones is, so he's he's it's a contract year for him? Yeah, I should know. Okay. And then Todd Gurley, I don't know if I don't know what to expect with Todd Gurley. I know he's going in like the third round, so he's not going super, super high. But with Todd Gurley, I'm a little, 
You know, I think everyone's like even people who draft him are going to be like, I don't know what to expect from this guy. So, uh, yeah, those are my two kind of watch out for guys. You mean overrated? Overrated. Yeah. Watch out for is Kai would, would kind of be sleeper if you think about the context of. Right. Language. Right. Yeah, I feel you. Well, yeah, somebody's smarter than the other today, aren't they, boss? I think so. Okay, wide receivers are two most underrated. That didn't make the top ten. Underrated. That didn't make the top ten. Um, oof, that's a loaded question. Uh, you know what? Since he didn't make your top ten, I'll go with AJ Brown. He was um, great with Tannehill last year. Uh, got behind the defense. Was able to. He has um, incredible. He didn't get used well at all. Have you noticed that? He has a what? He didn't get used well at all last year. I thought he got used pretty good. I mean, he he got touchdowns and yardage i don't know early in the season though can we at least agree on that oh early in he, the, was he, not- he had Mar- mariota throwing to him yeah he sucked with mariota i mean they're <laughs> still they're they're still trying to make what's that other wide receiver in tennessee what's his name Corey. they're they're, they're still trying to make Corey davis a thing over there so uh yeah End of story yeah they moved so when when Tannehill showed up they're like all right Corey davis you're out aj brown let's see what you can do and it seemed like he can do quite a bit, so I liked A.J. Brown. Um, and then, um, you know, Michael Gallup. I think he's. I think he can take over that number one spot over there in Dallas. He's. He's. The problem is, is that they have C.D. Lamb and Amari Cooper. Yeah. So yeah. That's a big red flag right there. For sure. For sure. I get that. But what's your testimony why I think he'll be a sneaky top 10 you know he, they, he's I don't want to go off what people are saying about training camp but they are talking about Gallup like he is kind of cementing himself as the top guy over there um they they, they said that they ha- they have three number one wide receivers it usually doesn't work out that way but um if Gallup Gallup can make those tough catches and uh, without any space um and he's just I think he's a, I think he's a big playmaker and now uh for uh for me, I would, I would say um, I feel the same, AJ Brown, because I, the reason I didn't put him on the top ten list is just because I just need to see more out of him. But I think he's going to prove me wrong. That's so. fair. And now for a second underrated name, um, I'm going to say Terry McLaurin. Just the fact, or scary Terry McLaurin. Yeah. Just the fact that the dude uh, didn't, the dude just take away the injuries. There's no really no competition out there in Washington. I think Terry McLaurin's in for a very, very good year. Yeah, well, the thing is, the quarterback's the biggest issue. I don't know what Dwayne Haskins is. He really doesn't need the quarterbacks, you know. Yeah. But, I mean, knowing that he's going into his second year, it's hard to say. Yeah, sophomore slump could be on its way. Who knows? And now for your two most overrated. Tight ends? Receivers are still on. Oh, overrated? Uh... You know, I'm just going to say uh, Julio Jones and Mike Evans just because of their boom and bust play. I mean, yeah, they're they're going to finish high by the end of the year, but there's going to be some weeks where you need them to get 20 points and they're going to put up five or six or something like that. Um, and that's going to be a loss for you that week because of them. You might lose your fantasy or not even make the championship because of that. Yeah, exactly. So I, I like both of them, but I just I just they're they're – Inconsistency week to week just really gets on my nerves. So uh, that's that, those are my two guys. Now for tight end, real quick, actually, underrated. I'll throw Cooper Cup out there too because he had a really bad end of the season last year. You he know, started. Terry, you know, Terry. Oh, I need I need to mention my most overrated. Sorry, I forgot to mention. Yeah. 
For me, for most overrated, I have um, um, it's Cooper Cup. I'm going to talk about at the end because it's, I want to save the best for last. But okay. combined with Keenan Allen and Stephon Diggs, just because Keenan Allen, you don't know what you're getting out of him, and Stephon oh, Diggs sure. either explodes or he doesn't do shit. Yeah, but so. Keenan Allen's going so late compared to last. Like he's probably going in like round six or something like that. It's just that the dude either like explodes. Like, he has that one explosive game, and then the rest of the season really doesn't do shit. Yeah, he talks a lot and of shit, too. Kind of the same thing. Yeah. And then Cooper Cup, thanks for reminding me, because, yeah, he sucked. Because you either he either gets 100-plus or does nothing. Right, right. And he had a really good, you know, first six games last year, and then something happened. I don't know if he got injured or something, but he really, like, just fell off. He wasn't getting those big plays like he was getting uh, early on. Sometimes they're, they're, he might be the next Jarvis Landry where he gets like 50 catches for two yards. I don't know. Right. Seriously. Now we finish off with tight ends. Who are your most underrated? Underrated? Uh, I only have one. I don't think I have to go too far in it, but I like Joe New Smith in Tennessee. Um, and now that Delaney Walker's out of there, uh, I think they're putting they're going to give Jonu the, the reins as the tight end one. And uh, if Tannehill has that type of um, – uh, rapport and connection that he had last year with him, then it, it should be a pretty decent, you know, a top eight finish for Jonu Smith, I think. And then for most overrated, I'll let you finish off to make it easier. Um, Zach Ertz. I don't know. I think he's kind of wearing down. I think he's getting towards the end of his career. He's had his injuries. And uh, yeah, I don't know. I'm not huge on Zach Ertz this year. Dallas Goddard in his way. Yeah, I, I thought Dallas Goddard was going to get more last year, but he didn't. But maybe this is the year that Dallas Goddard uh, does. And then for me, for most underrated tight end, uh, yeah, that's a really tough one, actually. Hard to say. What about like, even like Chris Herndon? It should be pretty good this year. From Honestly, uh, the... biased or unbiased, I'm trying to be as polite as I can. I, I would... Uh, it's kind of hard to say, but either Hayden Hurst or Mike Gesicki, just the fact that they'll get more playing time, and yeah. Yeah, it seemed like Gesicki got started late last year. Like, he wasn't there week six, but he was there. I have, I have Hurst and Gesicki as most underrated going into Yeah, I think a lot of people think Hurst is just going to slide into that Hooper role. Like, yeah. But I don't know. It's hard to say, and, it, and we won't know until the actual season starts. Overrated, I would say... Um... I know I said honorable mention Jared Cook, but I'm going Jared Cook on this one because just like he looked really off at times. Sometimes he didn't even look like startable at, during the season, and just he's a good player. Don't get me wrong, but it's just you don't know what you're getting. You know? Yeah, I get that. Or Hunter Henry, maybe for another uh, overrated. Wouldn't you say? Yeah, no, I agree with that. Well, that was a lot of fun today. Jeez, hour 40 minutes. My goodness. Well, Terry, what should we do next? Just wait for week one picks? I, th I think week one is our next our next thing. We've previewed the entire, all the divisions, all the top 10 players at each position. Uh, I say we wait till week one, which would be, I think, September. Oh, do you want to do a prediction show? So probably September 6th or 7th for week one. When's the season start? September 10th, I think. It, oh, well, September 10th, I think, is... Uh, I'm not sure if that's the Thursday or if that is the Sunday. Hang on. 
Okay, September 10th is the Thursday, so we should probably meet September 9th. Okay. And do a week one prediction show. Assuming I'm not busy, I will. I will. I will say September. Um. I will look into my schedule and make sure I'm not doing anything. Sounds good. Bye, everyone. Pleasure doing it with you, Warwick. We'll do it next. We'll do it again. Oh yeah.